That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. He's like, I don't need, I don't need to be here for fucking clap dip shit. <laughs> that's for me later. That's, that's right. Bruce Brian. There he is yelling at me in the background. God. It's it's about time the people heard you yelling at me, Brian. <laughs> it's a, it's time the truth came out that we're micromanaged by a monster. Yeah, he's all like, oh, I didn't hear the clap. <laughs> Did you guys clap? Are you sure? It does happen. I'm always like, I told people to clap. He's like, well, they fucking didn't. <laughs> That's the life Some people that I live. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's time for people to really understand our trauma. Uh, we don't do this podcast willingly. He makes <laughs> us do it. A there, code. I said yeah. it. Yeah, it's some side, side work's lead. actually a code a code word for Brooke. <laughs> you guys have. <laughs> oh my god, oh. he's okay. All right. Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm Brooke Van Poplin, and I'd like to order a large pepperoni pizza. Um, Did you hear that? (laughs) Did you hear that? Um... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For real. It's us. We love to show up for this uh, this thing that we do for mm-hmm. going on three and a half years that gives yeah. us joy. We love it. And we love to show off. So you're... <laughs> <laughs> also, today is going to be a real fun grab bag because we were out having some drinks last night with no plan yeah. of action. No we... solid plan for today. No, no real, no real, no real thoroughfare. But, you know, we went to uh, the Fable last night, which we talk about all the time. One of our favorite bars, if not our favorite bar in Los Angeles. And um, there's a new comedy show that has uh, started there recently. But they did a 17-year <laughs> <laughs> anniversary of uh, an amazing comedy show that Brooke was the found a founding member of called Chicago Underground Comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it was a big reunion show with... <laughs> All the heavy hitters were there, Brooke. Oh, it was the real who's who of Chicago and Los Angeles, um, which is just such a funny like, oh, God, I we so basically we have this one friend who 
uh, I think is having a bit of uh, um, reliving. Uh, he's kind of like that the guy who peaked in high school. And I mean that kindly. Like, he's still doing great. He's a funny dude. But he's having a little bit of this, like, nostalgia for the old days. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh-huh. so, like, and so he's just out of nowhere. He's like, we should have a reunion show for Chicago Underground. And it's like, yeah, everyone celebrates 17 <laughs> years, right? That's a normal number, right? I think it's just a, an excuse for him to throw, you know, kind of a big show and party and get people together when you consider we've yeah. all been like locked up and not having much fun these past few years. So right. it was cool. And when he did schedule it, I was like, hell yeah. Uh, and then the day it came, I'm like, well, this was probably the one that I finally caught COVID uh, despite being you know, as safe as I could be. It's just like, I'm like nothing. Oh God, everyone has it. Yeah. We were at a wedding on Saturday and we're fine. And I mean, we, we certainly would have been exhibiting symptoms by now. And we went to a show last week inside, but we're masked. Yeah. We stayed, we well, stayed masked it. with that one, but like, and I masked like most of the night, but then at one point I was like, there's more people outside than there are inside. <laughs> like, what do I, you know? I know you're just doing this constant weird math. And then, uh, yesterday too, I was just like, um, you know, like the nightmare that people have, they're like, oh my God, like, like I wake up with night terrors when I think about public speaking, like suddenly all the attention's on me and I'm naked or in my underwear. That is how I felt when I walked into the show last night with a mask and no one else. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, like I feel okay. All right, great. It is what it is. And it's so weird how it's a psychological thing of, it's not like I'm like, peer pressure I'm not going to wear it I'm wearing it for protection to be safe but then you start to say am I crazy am I overthinking Mm -hmm. this am I doing what and then you're like no everyone's just either like had it or they're um feel good about being outdoors and all that shit Mm -hmm. and I'm just Mm -hmm. it's just more that I'm watching like everyone drop like flies and so Absolutely. I, I totally get it. I mean, I was masked up inside for Same. most of the time, yeah. you know, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i just so one. I'm so even tired like this wedding it. we went to, like we didn't know anybody. I only knew the bride because, right. you know, like and Brian didn't know anybody. Right. And, you know, and again, we're like outside, but we're just like close together. And I think he was he was a little like, um, you know, it had been a really last week was very tough for everybody collectively. And I think there's, mm-hmm. there's just been some like extra anxious, like, you know, so it's easy to like be in situations where you're in a big crowd, even outside and being like, ah, <laughs> well, right. Cause we're, we're sort of back in a weird, ah, gosh, sorry. And I know we'll get onto like normal things like headlines and server submitted stories and all that, but it's been this weird loop of like, you know, two years ago, we were literally all separated from each other watching the world burn, watching social injustice happen while we were alone, no vaccine in sight yet in the middle of a pandemic. And that feeling of like, is the world a safe and good place? Cause I'm not allowed to be out there was like a really weird feeling. And then to have like all these tragedies happen last week. And then to know that like, we're just like wildfire getting COVID again, but we're all just like, it's done. We're over it. We, you know, and you yeah. walk out and you're like, society is good. Everyone is well-meaning. It's just, it's a virus. It's not personal. So as much as you're like, 
it's like whether you think you're surrounded by good or bad people, it doesn't make a difference. It's like it's a fucking virus that's just going to do what it does. And so it's like, and I'm sick of feeling like the only safe option anymore is missing out on everything and staying home. Oh, I saw, I saw people last night I haven't seen in like two, two years, you know, totally two plus years. So and it it's just, really, yeah, it was you, nice. And on, on that, this is actually like on that note, like Ricky Carmona, who has been a, a, a guest in the past, who did the waiting re- movie review with us, who's amazing, who was there last night, sent me this amazing article. Did you watch The Leftovers on HBO? Did you watch that show? I feel like I got through. There, there ended up being two seasons, right? There's three. But oh, okay. The article he sent me was really he was like, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. So it, it has a lot to do with like apocalypse and like how we, you know, we handle it like and that the apocalypse means to like unveil or like reveal mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. um and and it's just it's very much that's just like i just feel like that's i read it and i was like oh cool that's what's happening now like you know our version of an apocalypse whether it's like a personal or emotional apocalypse or like a collective like crisis like climate change like gun violence like fucking you know like uh, pandemics it's like it's all these apocalyptic feelings that reveal all these truths and then like it's us who like have to deal with it and like unpack it emotionally and it's like is it like you know life's too short kind of an answer like why would why do why do we need to be all horrible to each other and like when like shit's so fucked like we should just forgive people and love people and hug people just just do do good by each other you know radical compassion God bless Tara Brock, but like she's like it's the only way. Radical mm-hmm. compassion is the only way, and it's a really tough one to think about to put into practice because it means giving compassion and love and understanding for the people that are hurting people, even mm-hmm. that they're even you know. And you're going like, well, a lot of their actions are influenced by probably a real lack of love or compassion for them throughout their life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah even though they've, oh God, I know. It's also weird and heavy. Anyways, we recorded last week's podcast like the day before basically the Uvalde (laughs) thing happened. And so Mm -hmm. it's like our first time really talking on the show since all of this insane heaviness happened. So we just want to say to you all, uh, it wasn't something that got addressed in last week's episode because when we recorded it hadn't happened yet. So if you were looking for any sort of like love or opinion or comfort, know that we are here for you and hope that we, you know, can be a port in the storm, something fun and friendly and loving when we're all still dealing with just how crazy and tragic and fucked up this country and and gun violence is. Yeah, it's it is a lot. There's a lot going on out there, but good top of show. Let's all let's all have yeah. a great shift. Let's all get out there. Great shift. <laughs> great, <a> great shift. <laughs> great shift meeting, everybody. Oh, so I feel like I have to keep like I'm going to do a corner where, where I vicariously um, basically talk about Julian's new adventures as a fucking club and bar owner. That guy it. is okay. So Julian get club owner, again. he did not get punched again, right? But uh, week two now of opening, uh, a bouncer got hired who was one hundred percent charging everyone a twenty dollar cover to get in and pocketing it when there is no cover at the stowaway. And so then when Julian's wife came to visit him at the bar and was she was like, I'm 
like the owner's wife and he's like 20 bucks, you know? And so she like was like, what the fuck? Gives the guy 20 bucks, marches downstairs, immediately tells the owner, which is Julian. And then they come up with another bouncer and they're like, you got to go. Just get the fuck out of here. We're going to tell everyone in the downtown area that you're a shyster, that you're a fucking scam artist. So they don't even know how many like he possibly pocketed like a grand. Wow. And so, yeah, he's just had to, like, fire people left and right. Uh, Some of the staff has already quit because they are not hitting their money the way they want to. And you're like, you just opened your doors, dude. I mean, that's pretty normal for, like, a restaurant that opens right away. You're going to lose people right away. Yes, yes. Like. And it's, you know, and I get it. It's. It's going to be you're going to go probably back to what you know and what you're comfortable with. I get it, you know, but it was just also like, man, it was like Memorial Day, you know, like it just and opened. We're, and, and we're having we're having yeah. an influx, you know, so I know. A lot of, yeah. Anyway, Welcome so he's to fucking being a bar owner, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. So it's been funny to live vicariously through him just putting out every fucking fire in the service industry. Um, this is like his first, I mean, yes, like being obviously like working as a, you know, a professional musician, like in bars, like this is his first real, like the other side of it. Right. He was the guy who, when we talked about his service, like level of service back in the day, he was like, I liked to scrub the pots, you know, (laughs) he was like, that was my comfort level in terms of multitasking. (laughs) He would just zone out and scrub some pots. So like this whole aspect of, of managing personalities, managing, like, I mean, it's, it's a whole downtown LA, the scene, especially the nightlife scene is its own kind of click and group because they've all been pioneers in having nightlife in what has not been considered an attractive part of the city for mm-hmm. decades. So he's like just breaking sort of into the underbelly of all this stuff and learning all the ins and outs. And oh God, I was like, we'll, well have him back super, on. We're going to yeah, have him well, back on. Absolutely. And it's also so fun because there's not like a lot of great jazz bars in this town. So I'm super stoked to get, to get my buns down there. Yes. Um, and we'll not go. pay and not pay a $20 cover. Hooray. I know. And, and, and thank you. That was uh Julian's vicarious opening a bar corner. Let's move on to some headlines. Shall we? Let's move on to some headlines for sure. Um, This first one is very interesting. This is out of India. So, yes, the country, India, you heard me. Not Indiana, um, India. So on Thursday, the Indian government um, meets representatives of restaurants to sort of a contentious issue of the service charge that customers have to pay most of the times when they eat out. So this is a newer thing. They're basically putting 10% service charge on the bill. And it's just been like too obviously, like anywhere else, like restaurants here in the States that will like ensure that there is like going to be tip and like everything will be doled up and like, you know, part goes to the kitchen part goes to, mm-hmm. and uh, tipping culture just um, like here, it came to India from the West. Um, um, so just as in the 1960s, America, you know, employers could pay workers below minimum wage if they earn tips uh, in the 1950s and sixties in India, just years after the country's independence, many standalone restaurants and delis, um, uh, Kohanat Place or Kolkata's Park Street or Mumbai, um, they didn't pay their waiters salaries at all and expected them to get paid with tips. So this is, again, 
you know, it's 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 very similar to similar all the to, bullshit yeah. that happened. Yeah, to everything. The that American here. way. Yes. Yeah. Don't pay anybody anything. And so here we are, you know, decades later. Um, and of course, like eating out is a huge fucking business now in India and there's waiters everywhere. And it's just like, look, this is just, we are paid poorly. You know, we are, so we are, we are used to getting tips and like people, but of course people are like complaining, like, well, like my food isn't properly cooked. All the bullshit that always goes goes along with it. Of course. So yeah. So basically like there's nothing wrong with it being on there, but they are going to meet to like discuss whether it should go or stay. So it's, 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 this is hot. This is controversial. You know, this is, uh, this is a crisis on par with the never ending crises that happens in our fucking country. So welcome to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, people are outraged uh, and having the debate that we love to have here of like, why is it on me to pay their wage? Um, You know, it should be the restaurants and you're just like, yeah, but it's this whole system in place that, like it's not going to just change overnight just because you're now mad that you're getting a 10% charge service charge where it's mm-hmm. also like, I'm sure they're having the same problems too with, you know, imports, getting the supplies they need, rising food costs, the whole damn thing. So it's just, I think we're quickly learning what a privilege it is to eat out and to be served on and to dine away from our own homes it's a system mm-hmm. that uh, falls to pieces, uh, it turns out, in a pandemic and and when we're having, like, labor shortages and supply, just complete blackouts. Things are not available, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and again, the, 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 the deeper you dig into this article, you know, it's everything that we talk about here. So it, it's, you know, it's terrible that it's happening all over the world and, like, any, any tipping system is going through all the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's also eye-opening to know that it's just like it's a it's a global problem, you know, at this point. Because um, we talk so much about the way things are in like other parts of the world without the tipping system. But like India is in the thick of it with us. That is uh, for sure. Um, you know, and of course there's debates on either side, like to abolish like tipping altogether and pay a higher wage. But it's like, uh, you know, that shit is a is a huge battle. It's an uphill battle until we really get there. And have this all smoothed over and find like a common ground when it comes to <laughs> making a decent wage as a server. And I know these are, these are these are uphill battles that need to start to favor humans who do the service and the mm-hmm. labor, and that we deserve a quality of life. And and right that it shouldn't have to be other people who pay us necessarily. It's like when the system itself overhauls to be like yes everyone mm-hmm. needs to be getting paycheck and hourly and have some semblance of like what you know i don't know it's crazy it's yeah. all and this story is like you know at this point is less than 24 hours old so it's all i'm interested to see how it how it unfolds hot so, scoop hot, way to yeah. scoop the news andrea thanks when i when i put it on the dock yesterday it had like it had gone it was like an hour it had only been out and i was like damn i like went to like hit like <laughs> you know copy and paste and the keys are all warm and hot i was like oh look at that scooped it. <laughs> I, I scooped, scooped it. it i scooped it <laughs> just show me the money okay this next fucking this headline. this one's a little more our speed what can i say Oh, my God. That last article was from the BBC, and now we have more British. This is the headline. This one's from the Daily Mail UK. Very British headlines today. British woman is left horrified after her American boyfriend brought a bell to a restaurant to get the staff's attention, claiming that it's acceptable in the U.S. because it's a free country and people don't give a shit. 
I mean, we're talking a Buka Bell, people. The guy Dude. brought like no, it was like a no, like a hand ringing bell. It was like a hand. It was like call. Mm. I was like, first of all, a little hand ringing bell is so British. I can't take it. Like that's all I think of is like Jeeves. Jeeves. You know what I mean? Right, like right. more tea. That's when you're like ready for something. You like ding that bell. Um, so this woman left a romantic dinner with her boyfriend after he brought his own bell to the restaurant and rang it continuously to get the service staff's attention. Um, then she goes to Reddit, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and she says, you know, she's been dating a man and for four months, and then he whipped out a bell that he brought, uh, and she was horrified, rightly so. He explained again that it's acceptable in America because people don't give a shit, and then she walked out. Yeah. So then she asked the Reddit community for their stance on the situation. You know, another like another fun thread. It's a really fun thread called Am I the Asshole? And then Reddit weighs in and resoundingly, not surprisingly, Reddit was like, You are not the asshole. Someone call the fucking FBI and get this maniac fucking arrested. Which is which what's fucking hilarious is his name's Rhett. So the Rhett, Rhett, Reddit, Rhett, which I think is a very fun play on words. That's just me. Um, I just, yeah. And people, people are hilarious. I mean, for sure. Um, did you want to read some of the <laughs> Okay, right. So they're back and forth. She goes on to basically describe, you know, she's like, What is that noise? What are you doing? What the fuck? You know, because she sits down and then is immediately bombarded by him persistently ringing a bell. Um, so you know, she's like, Hey, you're embarrassing me. You need to stop this. This is like totally inappropriate, but that he just kept wildly shaking it. She's yeah, like, and then, like everyone's staring at her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you know, but he was like, I'm not going to stop ringing this bell until someone comes to take our order. Um, you know, and then she was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to cancel dinner. What are you doing? Stop fucking ringing the bell. But like his whole thing was like, look, I'm tired of being ignored. You know, when I ring it, they come to make me stop making the noise. And then we get our service. And she's like, holy shit, this is not how it works. Um, basic- and they were dating for four months prior to this Ooh, happening. Four like- months. <laughs> And then he's like, then he was like totally sulking the next day. And we're like, <laughs> and she's like, I want you to apologize for the bell. And he's just like, I, I can't and I won't. I regret nothing. I will ring a bell again. <laughs> ah! I've never heard of this in my life. Um, how dare you bring the uh, the states into your bell Oh, and, and like try and say this is what we all do in America. Buddy, you're the reason we have a terrible reputation abroad. I, this, yeah. This is not normalized, accepted. Like we yeah. have our we we have our Karens. We have our terrible ways that customers yeah. treat servers. And, but the thing is, you get fucking laid the fuck out if you bring in an instrument that's meant to summon your server like a fucking dog, you know? So, no, 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 no. That I is mean, not do normal. It, do you think it was an official MAGA bell? Do you think it was a... <laughs> it, <laughs> it fucking I, sounds like it to me. Fucking no, man. <laughs> I, I just don't know. But yeah, this fucking tool. I don't know. People just... They just snap clearly they one do. day, and but thankfully they were overseas, and he could only legally purchase a bell <laughs> instead of an assault rifle because this guy clearly, oh, right? Ugh. You're like this guy has some fucking toxic masculinity issues. Oh yeah, but thank God they're overseas, and all he could do was ring a bell. So yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, with a little, maybe the, the, which was a, had it with it was a MAGA uh, bell. It definitely was red, so it was like waving a red flag for sure. I read this article that was like, you know, people I think are taking red flags like the wrong way. Like just because someone doesn't like soup is not a red flag. It's just who they are as a person, right? Like, right. but this, this is. This is the opposite of that. But but here's here's a okay. So someone going to a restaurant and waving a red flag every time they want the waiter's attention. Now that's a red yeah. flag. Now that's, that's a red flag. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not it doesn't have an annoying ding sound to it. I'm not suggesting it be done oh, by gosh. any means, but the visual is very very uh it's tickling. It's tickling my senses just just thinking about it. But yeah, this thread is fucking hilarious. This story is ridiculous. But you know, you, you, you thank God for Cyberwork Podcast. We get to showcase this bullshit for you guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Do not bring tiny bells into red. I think we've seen, we saw that one meme that went viral of, it was in America, as far as I can tell, like a older woman who had from what everyone was reporting had brought like a buka bell you know with her mm-hmm. to the restaurant and she had it like perched <laughs> on the table just getting ready to ding 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 i need something she I, knows the answer and she's gonna buzz in you know? yeah i was just like uh the answer is c what are you why are you ringing what is going on anyways <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's let's dive into the, uh, this server submitted a story. All right. Again, this is like oh, God. I I hate to have a theme that's a dark, you know, sort of sad one. And so this was sent in um, from our our buddy Jarrett, who's you know just seen a lot lately he reported in on the hellhole that is the women's bathroom he's our our uh, bouncer on the street down in atlanta georgia but he wrote in again i think this was probably definitely in reaction to the uvalde news last tuesday so here he goes brooke andrea Bryan, hello again i'm here to share a story of what is to be a long summer ahead so about two months ago i was at work it was one of those rare sundays where it was busier than we were expecting We weren't overly slammed or anything, but it was a night that brought everybody out. Sometime during the night, the quote unquote car club came out. So all they do, this car club, is they come out, they park their cars in the bike lanes, blocking them, play their music with the treble turned up. It's super annoying to hear five different songs playing at the same time. But basically people are walking around the street, smoking, drinking, making a huge mess of things in this quote unquote car club. So sometime later in the night, there was a lot of LDE handed out. LDE is easier to say than little dick energy. So moving forward. All the terms I learned. Yep. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What was the other one? Uh, It was reversal of fortune. Reversal of fortune. So good. (laughs) It's my face. So throwing up is a reversal of fortune and LDE is little dick energy. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Jared. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from what I saw. People were arguing over God only knows what. So he was feeling the LED tension begin to rise. All of a sudden, the music went away. And I looked outside, and I counted about 10 ARs and at least six handguns with everyone's concentration down the street. 
I immediately got everyone who was dining and drinking outside to come in. Anyone on the patio, come in. I got people to move away from the windows and just generally squash into the back of the bar. Then it happened. Gunfire right outside of the bar down on the corner. I counted eight shots from two of the handguns and then that party was over. Cops came. We told them uh, that we most likely caught footage on our security cameras. They looked for the shell casings, watched the videos, then they rushed out because of another shooting a couple blocks down the way. As far as I know, no one got hurt. Whatever was the spark for the LDE that night is still unknown, but now the cops are more present in the area. So last week, they broke up the party because it was going to end in one of two ways, either gunshots, then sirens, or sirens, then gunshots. Um, so now here's where the quote unquote long summer comes into play. Our dumbass governor, Brian Bitchboy Kemp, signed into law a month ago that it is no longer required to have a license of any sort to carry a gun in the state of Georgia. Um, I'm thinking of how I want to say this. These are Jared's words. You know, Jared is referring to it as essentially like the black person extermination law because it's a very racist um law for, you know, not having to have a license to carry. And in their feeling, the governor wants to get rid of as many blacks as he can. Um, all at the whim of his Lord and Savior, Donald Trump. Obviously, this these are like deep political, personal opinions. But we've also been seeing in the news, too, that there is such deep, deep layers of cops being white supremacists who do speak to one another about trying to spark a civil war to basically get black people to wipe each other out. Like it's there's just really dark stuff. And police are being fired left and right for being outed. This yeah. has been in the news also. But that's been happening for decades. Decades. I mean, not, this is not this is, new. This is not new. It's just you're they're this getting caught like, right. and now really aggressive uh, where I mean, I'm just going to. It's just like, it's true, you know? It's like, how negligent can you be? But it's like, this plan hurts everybody, you know? If you think that you're just, like, going to basically uh, accomplish some, like, evil racist plot of yours, like, it just hurts everyone. And it's just so fucked up to not, to literally do away with any law whatsoever in terms of having a firearm. Anyways... Jarrett goes on to say, I do not know when the next shooting will happen, but it's going to happen. All I can do is be safe as I possibly can and make sure everyone else is safe as well. Sorry for being a downer this time around. Godspeed and good tips and bring your fucking ID <laughs> with you. He's not having it. Um, you know, but again, this is like this is so crazy. And this is the kind of attitude we're seeing at these levels of government that are rooted in deep white supremacy and racism um, on the police and the governmental level. And it's like, you're just endangering all your citizens, period, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's... There's no reason. People who don't even think about it before are just like, oh, I can do that. Now I'm going to go get a gun and I'm going to carry it with me. Like, it's like, it's it's an accessory. It's an accessory. Know? And, you know, I I think... This attitude we're seeing is basically a week ago when the GOP tried to shift the conversation away from Uvalde and that it continues to be um, people who can just go purchase all these weapons on their 18th birthday without being questioned, where they tried to then change the conversation 
to Chicago being the problem. Did oh, you catch yeah. that where you're like, oh, right. got it. So you're shifting but it over. But that's always been how it is. It's just, just to- like talk about the neighborhoods and people killing each other. Yeah, that's always, it's always the shift. I mean, yesterday in fucking Oklahoma, that guy who shot the doctor, it was, there was like a three, he bought the gun at two and like at five o'clock, like that's when the news was reported that he had killed people. I know. There, was, there were three hours. Three hours. And it's like this guy was having a very bad like he was having really bad you know okay the problem is right we say like if you want to write a really angry impassioned email fucking go to bed and see if 24 hours later Mm -hmm. you still want to send that crazy text or write that angry email and it's like but yet you're having your rage and you can go get weapons of mass destruction And if your feelings don't change, if, if anything, now you're emboldened because you got the stuff to do it, there is no cooling period. You get to just be pissed as fuck and go get a weapon and then make your terrible decisions. Yeah. And so it's just like. That's what I thought about, too, actually, when I like when the story hit, I was just like, well, there was no there was no time to like sit and stew in your thoughts. It was just so rash. And right bold. and and that's and, and, what's and, so much the problem and then is. you're enabled to to do something like that because there's yeah like there's no laws in place at all um you know i think that like are we even i mean and obviously jared is like so much amazing information always coming our way but mm-hmm. like I, we've never even like talked about like our listeners who in states with open carry and now it's texas and then is it just georgia are there other states that i'm missing that are also open carry, but it's got to be a trip or just, you know, just, just to be like, oh, cool. You're in the restaurant and I can like see your, you, do you put your gun on the table? I mean, cops do it when they go to like, but it's like in their, you know, mm-hmm. holster. I, I feel like, but is, in, is that even legal? Like, I'm just very curious how like this normality, like affects everybody. We're just like, then like everybody just has a gun. So, cause that's a, apparently what like, <laughs> people think that that's the answer to all the problems that are running this fucking shit show you it's, know it's just they're just so like well everybody should just have them Ugh. i know no so i mean it's it's a really heavy thing to like unpack that we didn't necessarily say we were gonna do on this episode or necessarily prep for it's just like we've all certainly been having hard feelings and trying to discuss and come up with something that it's least more common sense but the thing we just keep seeing over and over and over again is anyone with a bad idea um and a lot of anger can act on it just so quickly and thoughtlessly Mm -hmm. with the way we have just basically no no gun laws and you know in place in this country and we just don't even question why someone walked in with you know like hey i'll take all these guns and like a million rounds you're like okay God knows what you're up to. You know, it's like they're not going to the shooting range. But <sighs> anyways, mm-hmm. boo. Anyways. Just boo. Boo hiss. Um, guys, you can send us stories about <laughs> what you have to deal with. Did you work in Colorado at that stupid uh, oh, bar and grill called Shooters that Lauren oh, Bober where everybody opened? fucking had their, all the, those wait staff had guns that they carried. I was, ugh. It's, it's just so gross. We're so sick. And it's like, I do not want to be part of this culture. But, you know, I even after we heard the news, it's like my neighborhood is like ramping up like crazy. We, you know, like 
gun like five gunshots right outside our house last week we hit the ground it's just like it's so traumatizing and we do realize too that it's just like the street we live on we want to walk to support the local businesses that we really enjoy going to but at a certain time at night coming back like from a bar or a restaurant in our neighborhood um, you are potentially likely to get caught in crossfire in our neighborhood. And so we don't, Jesus. we don't do it. We don't do it. We drive because it's a lot less likely we'll get, you know, unintentionally yeah. hit, yeah. which Jeez. is like, ugh, so I know, I know. I'm just very, it's like, it's not fun to be surrounded by it and it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways, let's go into some- some let's have some fun let's have a little reddit fun uh absolutely and send us send us stories sideworkpod at gmail.com all the good stuff all the bad stuff you guys know her we're here for all of it okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I like this thread you found, which is unpopular server opinions, Brooke. It's (laughs) so good. Someone just basically lit that board up, got like 213 responses <laughs> where they just kicked off this thread on the server life thread. Uh, this guy, a user, ah, uh, Charlie Murphy. He said, anyone have any unpopular server opinions? I'll start. If someone comes in five minutes before close, it really doesn't bother me at all. I'm not going to make any money turning away tables. And then it was boom, pop off. Everybody jumped in with their you know unpopular server opinions but how did you you know i gotta say that table that walks in five minutes before close my it really depends on my attitude absolutely i totally and their attitude too right to be like can we still get in is it cool are we cool do you want us to go like you know i feel like when you premise it like that people are like oh no you're fine sit down you know that's when everything goes very smoothly but if some yeah if someone has the wherewithal to be like Yes, we really would love to eat. We know we're breaking the golden rule, but if we promise to be good, or you know, and it's and that's when you start to get in the negotiation phase too of like you guys have five minutes to order, and we're probably not going to course it. It's all going to come flying out together because the kitchen wants to close down their stations or whatever. But you might all, you know, I've had the place too where they're like, "We're not closed. Put on your big girl pants, everyone. You, Brooke, back of house. They're not, you know." it's going to get fired when it gets fired. They're getting the full experience. And mm-hmm. so hate to say it. Those owners are good restaurant owners yeah. <laughs> uh, who were on the side of a customer walking away with a really good experience. It's just more that it's, it's just an infuriating situation for everyone to sort of get caught in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but then everybody goes on to kind of confess their fun little, their, um, you know, their, their unpopular, uh, super opinion. Um, one starting with like Mondays being the biggest, the best day, like, you know, to work because of all the money. I always knew this. I always loved working Mondays. Like Mondays are great. 
Mondays were right. And like so many people were chiming in, you know, just saying like, hey, a lot of people, they they're weekend warriors. They're burned out from it. They're like, I would never do a Monday. Monday's my day off. And so in that sense, too, like not only can you have like a really hot Monday, uh, you probably have less staff. So you really are just, you know, maybe working your ass off, but you're not sharing or tipping anyone out and you can take all that moolah for yourself. Um, which is really great. But like so many servers flooded onto the board being like, it's my best kept secret. Mondays are what's up. And because a lot of people too, like Monday might be the first big night out in the business world. You know, yeah. you got oh, your- it's a huge industry night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, either either like the, the business world being like, hey, listen, it's like first night of everyone in town for a conference. And so we're going to throw down that Amex and give everyone a great dinner out. And then other people saying, yes, that the industry people who it is their off night, they're coming in to enjoy being waited on and they're low key fucking great customers who throw that cash at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. so many good feels for Mondays. Mondays has famously been when I like to have um, host comedy shows. It's mm-hmm. when I would like to go out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of my favorite shows would happen and then you'd go to all the after hours places and you're like Monday was like when we would wild out yeah I agree I love a Monday I do I do um people are feeling the same way about Tuesday on this thread too they're saying Tuesday <laughs> I love how the Tuesday people come out of the woodwork I'm like yeah, it doesn't like, have the same ring as a Monday but I'm it, here yeah, with you for sure Tuesdays I think uh notorious dark day in a lot of restaurants too I feel mm-hmm. like you know um I like this. I like this thread of people are just like, give me two chops all night, baby. Fuck your, fuck your autograt. Fuck your large parties. Like just turn and burn. This person's like, I'm like the only person that I know who doesn't loathe Valentine's day. Like, give me all the, give me all the two chops, baby. (laughs) They are. I mean, I'm sorry. They're easier to wait on. You have higher volume. I get it. But like, it's so predictable what a two top is going to do. It Mm -hmm. really is. It's going to be like, you know, we'll each have, this cocktail I think we're gonna have one appetizer then I'll have the entree and I'll have this and then we'll think about dessert and maybe a glass of wine top where it's just chaos when you've got a large party and oh there's so much hand holding that has to be done and uh, they're just like somebody always it's really tough even as like going out and being a part of a huge party I'm always like I'm sorry. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to fight the good fight, but there's just too many of them, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to just join. I'm going to go roll with, roll with the energy of being the loud, unfocused. You cannot extract an order from us. Huge group of women. Um, <laughs> you're never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. You're never getting our order because we can't stop talking. Oh, here's a really fun little like part of the thread too, where everybody talks about like how Zen rolling silverware is, which we have definitely talked about on the show uh, before. I'm going to go ahead and say not an unpopular opinion. I Mm-mm, would say I, so. I am proud and I look forward to the soothing. You know, I mean, I get it when it's a night that truly, truly kicked your ass and you have you know, you have to roll the entire restaurant worth of, you know, cause you just had so much volume that can be a bummer where you're like, Oh my God, we're never going to fucking get out of here. But when it's a reasonable amount of silverware and you're just chilling back there, Ooh, love it. Wind down. <laughs> I like this one. That's like, I don't like other people running my shit. Like that's my job. Like I'll run my shit. Like you guys stay away from, don't run my drinks. Don't run my, yeah. This is more like drink specifically, like taking orders. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but it's just like, but I, don't fuck with my shit. If it's so, right, and it all like depends. If that's the way the restaurant flows, where if something just needs to be run, that's how we do it, fine. But it's very much like, I should be asking for the help I need to be like, can you run those drinks to, you know, to table two, what have you? Cause you are like, if you're just running shit and not checking in, you can really, really be messing with someone's server flow. Yeah, for sure. This one metal Barbie says I had a manager low key afraid of me because of this reason. After one too many times of me, um, of me coming out, with refills from my table only to find him already there. I semi-jokingly went, ah, stay out of my section. <laughs> After that, I saw, if he saw me coming, he'd throw his hands up and go, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And then tell tables that he wasn't allowed to talk to them. <laughs> um, but for real though, obviously they appreciate teamwork, you know, this person do, but I think that's, I think that's hilarious just to be like, yeah, I got it. Like, don't, don't yeah i i do not like this actually it's like because it makes you as a server kind of seem like you're not doing your job when you are doing your job so i can see the attitude like that she has like you know on her side so this is super super fun i love reddit threads (laughs) it's so funny um so then they're coming in hot being like uh do you all wait hold on my flow okay (laughs) I like this. Um, A server saying, I actually really like and appreciate when customers stack plates. I didn't know that was potentially a bad thing. If you do a bad job, if you do a really bad Jenga job. Yeah, with like silverware stuck in between things and a bunch of napkins and shit. Yeah. And I think it's like if you know it, like uh, like I'm very big on because it's my OCD thing, too, especially if it's. Uh, silverware that's got like a really heavy you know like the bottom of it's very bottom heavy I like to turn it inwards so that is in the middle of the plate because we all Mm -hmm. know that when you put it on the edge of a plate with the heavy handle sticking out that's just going to go flipping and and spraying sauce on everyone right onto the floor you're just going to start a cascade of things dropping so I like to put the heavy ends of the silverware in the middle of the plate once I've stacked them nicely (laughs) with everything I yeah I don't know. Sometimes you can overdo it. So here's the thing that servers and we, Andrea and I also say too, if you do this, great. Just don't do the thing where you're stuffing paper goods and napkins Mm -hmm. into cups that still have liquid in it. That Mm -hmm. is fucking nasty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's bad etiquette. Yeah. And all this stuff that we've talked about people like leave on plates. What were we talking about that recently? When well, the like- guy at the dish pit who got like yes. teeth and like a small sausage and they yes. didn't serve sausage. Serve sausage and they didn't serve sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross, dude. But to be fair, some people are saying I don't like when people do it because I have a certain way of grabbing everything off a table that works for me in a way that I won't drop. You know, I I I don't think it's rude. I also think you don't have to be this like insane person who's like, look at me. I used to be in the service industry. I just basically pre-bust the whole table. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, then go Mm -hmm. fill out an application and get a job. All right. If you're that horny for it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, then there's a little controversy on splitting tips and people who are like, I don't mind it. You know, I don't give a shit. Like, Yeah. That's a hot topic, I think, too. And people are just like, because I don't know, it's a huge pain in the ass. How many people are paying? Like, how many credit cards are being run? Like, it's it's a lot. 
And we, you know, just throw down one credit card and you guys deal with it later on by yourselves. I know. I know. I think uh, one card per couple, you know what I'm saying? I think when it's every single person, you're all individuals. That's mm-hmm. a bit of a mess. Like, how about you all talk about it before you go out or talk about it at some point during the meal to be like, how do we want to cover this? I think that's, yeah, I'm just sort of like, if none of you are good friends or you're like, what are you doing with all these strangers eating out anyways? You know, <laughs> if you've not figured out your finances, these probably aren't like good friends. Then bring cash. Be the person who brings cash. I don't fucking know what to say. I like cash. Cash is good. I've, I try to carry it around more with me. I like it. I like I like leaving a cash tip, too. I think that's also a nice, fun treat. Um, there's, this goes on and on and on. <laughs> it does go on and on. I love it. But, uh, you know, I think um, the takeaway is people have unpopular, quote unquote, unpopular opinions that are actually very well discussed and very uh thought out over the years on site work podcast but um yeah we uh just wanted to throw together some fun stuff for y'all today we're yeah. putting together a summer schedule of guests that we've been excited to have on the show yeah. have more of you listeners come on and tell us about your day-to-day and your bar or restaurant job um so if you're like interested and like want to be on an episode of Sidework Podcast, you could always tell us that, you know? Yeah, you could always be like, um, I'm ready because we're ready for you. Um, I'm oddly not as hungover as I thought I was going to be. I'm just going to say that. I'm just a little more tired. I didn't get crazy with the drinking, but it's just been such a minute since I've been out that late. <laughs> I know. I know. Good Lord. It's, uh, yeah, getting, like, getting in a cab at one last night. I was like, who am I? I know. This is I, wild. I know. I was like, wh- I went to use the bathroom, and I was like, okay, we should probably go, like, you know, or do we want another drink? And I looked at my clock, and it said 109, and I was like, oh, wow. Aren't we bad? Um, Aren't who are we? Who's, it was like, so the 17-year itch came upon us last night. <laughs> No, it was it was super fun. I'm I guess I'm glad it happened. And uh, you know, if by tomorrow night I still got my health, I think I escaped this one. So we'll see. You know, yeah. yay! Knock on wood. I tried to oh, be as good. smart as humanly possible. Um, all right, guys, we uh will check in with you again next week. You know what we say at the end of every episode? Ah, uh, Godspeed and good tips. And we love you guys. And take care of each other. Take care. Radical compassion. Even for parents.